you know, the mouth is close to the brain and, um, and patients have actually passed away just from something that could have been treated. My passion as a person and as a journalist is to change long-standing systemic issues that permeate every part of our society and address the needs of the Black and underserved communities. But the key phrase there is long-standing. Long-standing issues take a long time to dismantle, which is often daunting because people have needs right now. That is why I'm very excited about today's podcast, because if you have a dental need, you can get assistance with that this weekend. The California Dental Association Foundation is hosting a CDA Cares free dental clinic on Saturday, August 13th at Children's Dental Health Clinic located at 455 East Columbia Street right here in Long Beach. Dentists and dental professionals will provide free cleanings, fillings, extractions, and oral health education to adults and children in need. I am joined today by Dr. John Blake, whose clinic is hosting the free event, and he is going to tell us how you can get free dental care, raise your oral health IQ, and why regular checkups are so important on this week's The Word. We've had some amazing shows on our second season of The Word podcast. We've also delivered news that is important for your life and communities in the Long Beach Post, the Business Journal, and the Hilo. While this content is always free, it's not free to create. So please take a moment and click the red Become a Member button at lbpost.com. For as little as $8.99 per month, you will receive discounts on Post merchandise, exclusive members-only newsletters, and exclusive previews on special editorial projects. Everything we do is for you, but we can't do it without you. You are now listening to The Word with Jackie Ray. Once again, thanks for joining us on The Word podcast. Joining me now is Dr. Blake. He is the executive director of the Children's Dental Health Clinic here in Long Beach. Now, I know the California Dental Association has been around for well over 100 years, but they've just started offering this free clinic, if if I'm correct, since 2012. Is that correct? Correct. Yeah. And it it was bigger venues for those years up until the pandemic. And then we kind of shortened down into kind of what's coming up in Long Beach as well. Right. So in 2012, what did you see going on in the world, in the community that made you say, okay, we have to offer these services to people who might not have insurance? Yeah, back then, um, you know, it doesn't seem like that long ago, but there was just this pent up need and our, our state has uh, the Medi-Cal system, which is, you know, federal and state funded Medicaid and access to that program was um, was difficult as well as there weren't many providers. And, and you know, quite frankly, it had a lot to do with some of the billing troubles and the reimbursement rates for for dentists that were willing to work in that system. So. They were it was kind of broken on a lot of different fronts and so the california dental association kind of saw that need and working with their foundation started to put together these big venues and i say big they typically take over like an arena and put in um, 100 dental chairs or whatever the space would allow and then bring in volunteer dentists from uh, the greater area wherever they were in northern california southern california so yeah, it, it and there's been some good changes in that Medicaid system in California, but back then it was just it, it had really come to almost a crisis level, and the legislature was trying to make improvements, but we jumped in where there was just a huge need and demand, and and some of those early events you'd see people camping out overnight just to get in to take care of a toothache. 
you know, that's crazy to hear because I know when we think about healthcare, we usually are talking about like chronic illnesses, but I think sometimes people forget there are illnesses that can result from not properly taking care of your oral health, correct? Can you kind of tell us what some of the long-term problems might be if you neglect your oral health care? Sure, yeah. I, I mean, and and you kind of alluded to it, that the mouth is kind of the gateway to the rest of the body. So um, if you're not taking care of things going on in your mouth, that can lead to systemic issues. Um, and specifically, um, like periodontal or gum disease, um, there's been some really good studies that link that to heart health and, and cardiac issues. Um, and then as well, um, some of the more systemic diseases like diabetes um, can affect teeth and vice versa. And then, you know, some of the unfortunate cases that that uh, have made the news is people that have untreated dental disease has often gone into systemic infections or even abscesses and, you know, the mouth is close to the brain and um, and patients have actually passed away just from something that could have been treated. So, yeah, it's a correlation that goes both ways and uh, oral health certainly affects systemic health um, and, and it can go the other way around too with, with some long-term diseases. Now, on the on this podcast specifically, we've talked about some of the dis- disparages between, you know, the Black community with healthcare and things of that nature. And you've kind of alluded to some of those, like our communities have a higher hypertension, diabetes, things of that nature. Do you find that the Black community or communities of color are less likely to go to the dentist than other communities? I, I haven't seen it across racial lines. Um, and, and so and, and I, I say that with the black community um, and then in, in Long Beach, we have, uh, you know, a, a good sector of Cambodian community and so Pacific Island. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't see that as much as uh, as more of an access to care issue. Mm. Uh, and I say that because those that may be struggling financially or may need a little bit of assistance. Um, the the benefits are there, and actually, our, our governor has proposed increasing adult uh, dental benefits as well. So, I think it's more access versus demographics, um, and we see um, a good smattering of our community and our program here. And by that, I mean you know racial, economic, socioeconomic. So it's 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 totally diverse. And so I, it's hard, and I I don't typically highlight. Oh gosh, if I could just get this community to go to the dentist, I don't see that in the black community. Um, I think that they're they're actually willing to come in, and like any other uh, group in our community, they've been good. That said, um, there are some communities that are a little shy or may have fears of going to the dentist. So that goes across all lines, and um, and that's where we have to kind of be very careful and and work with them slowly and communicate really well so that they know what's going on and trying to lay some of the fears. So I think that's a bigger factor than, you know, maybe some cultural issues or something like that. I think you're right. I think I fall into that fear of dentist category. I mean, somebody could tell me tomorrow I'm getting open heart surgery. I'm like, okay. They're like, you go to the dentist. I'm like, oh, I I don't know. Let me mentally prepare. And I think that all stems for me personally from one bad experience. I went overseas um, for two years and I got just a normal cavity filled, but they didn't remove all of the cavity and they basically sealed the cavity in there. And I had this migraine and didn't know where it was coming from and then, you know, related back. And now ever since then, I'm completely gun shy. Do you find that that can be the fear factor for a lot of, a lot of people, just one bad experience? 
Uh, it's so true. I mean, your story I've heard so many times and, and it, it's unfortunate. You may have all this good care and then you have one bad experience and, and that's always in your head. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, as dentists, we're, we're always kind of sensitive and really, you know, and we teach residents here too. And so I'm always saying, you know what, everyone's experience is unique and you really need to listen. And so as long as you have providers after that, that listen are patient and don't rush through things, then you know each time hopefully you've had kind of a little better visit and a little better trust in that so yeah but that fear is is ingrained and and you know so many patients have had that so we just hope that we're improving that by making it a good experience and then that said hopefully you know everyone is increasing their their kind of dental knowledge or iq and they're going in just for regular cleanings and visits and you don't have you know big projects that you that would you know incite fear so normally it's just that nice visit with the hygienist and you know cleaning and checkup and that's that's where we're trying to get everybody to a great maintenance and prevention level right so like you said you didn't have the event in 2020 because the world shut down but did you still have people reaching out that they knew that you typically had this event and they were looking forward to it? Yeah, we did. Um, and they would contact the California Dental Association and and say, you know, I know we're in the middle of the pandemic, but we've got these issues. And it kind of brings up the bigger, you know, kind of blight that that happened on the, the oral health issue with the pandemic. I mean, a lot of people just put off those visits. And, and I understand that nobody would really wanted to go and interact in, in too many environments, it's certainly not healthcare. So um, that ended up causing small problems to become big problems and so we saw kind of this odd surge when things started opening up with patients coming in that you know it had been a year or even two years in some cases and things got neglected and put off so yeah and then you know you mentioned the event when we didn't we actually had some patients that had been at one event right before the pandemic that still needed some continuing care mm -hmm. afterwards and so you know, in, in 21, we actually put in another small event here just to kind of help with those patients that were like, well, I got this problem and, and we fixed that one, but I have this other one. So that was almost uh, a, a lot of continuing care from that. And then now we're kind of looking forward to like, okay, we can start and, and create this event for patients that, that may need the care and haven't had it for a couple of years. So that's my question as well. So you'll, you'll have people that come in, say they need a cavity filled or something like that. That's usually, at least in my experience, a two-step thing. You, you do the initial work and then you have to come back in for the crown. So what happens in that case where what the work they need is a two-visit kind of service? Yeah, it, so it's typically we're, we're trying to kind of triage, if you will. So if someone had a bad toothache and it's a tooth that can't be saved, then you know that seems like a, an event we can take the tooth out and, and hopefully resolve that problem. And then we'll have hygienists here too, so doing some maintenance and care and cleanings, if you will. But a patient that would need a multi-step visit, we really try and connect them with a, a dental office in the community. So we can identify it, get them out of immediate or urgent trouble, and then say, okay, you know, here's some dentists that, that are willing to help out post-event and really try and get them into not just to take care of the two or three visits they may need, but then say, okay, where can you go and, and get some maintenance so that we can prevent this from coming down in the future? Mm -hmm. So let's say someone, I, I actually have a friend in this situation who has um, had a bad experience and I think she's put off dental work now for, I want to say four years. And, but now it's, she's at that place where she understands she needs to go in to the dentist, but she's embarrassed because of how long she's let this go on. So 
What would you say to somebody in that situation? So, I, I mean, the California Dental Association is, is you know, its member dentists um, are really sensitive to the scenario that you just gave. So, you know, no one's going to shame her uh, or anything like that. So it, it's really just welcome back. We understand you took a little dental vacation. We, we get it. <laughs> um, but but let's let's assess what's going on and then just kind of gently walk you through potential ways to to bring your mouth up to health. So, yeah, I would say go in and and just form a relationship of trust and once you have that then each step gets a little bit easier but yeah no i i, I can't imagine any dentists in our area that are oh you should have been you know <laughs> they're, they're not going to do that to her they'll be welcoming like okay we get it look let's just start from scratch and, and see if we can put you back in better health now when people are there if they are under insured or don't have any dental insurance at all will there be will there be anyone on hand that can kind of point them in the direction or give them pamphlets and says, hey, this is how you can get insurance going forward? Yes. Yeah, so we'll have some resources available. Um, and and really for most um, that are coming to our program, it, unless they've got a job with connectivity to insurance, but that would be pretty atypical. But it, it would no, mostly be through our Medicaid uh, state Denical program. Um, and we definitely have resources there and, you know, trying to find a provider that would be appropriate in the area. So, yeah, that that I mean, even though this is uh, the there's no expense for this day of, of treatment, then moving them along is kind of the other part to this. We, we definitely want to see them in regular care. Now, I find that it's the kids always get the best dental care because their parents are on it. But then once they get out the house and college hits and real world hits there's a level of neglect. Is is that something that you found? And how can we just instill that when they're kids to maintain that through adulthood? Yeah, that I mean that's that's like coaching, right? And, and right. so our 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 my my day job is the children's dental health clinic. And so we see mm -hmm. patients from you know birth through 21 years old and maybe a little older if they have special health care needs. But yeah, that's the tough thing because the benefit, you know, on the Medicaid program is great, and it and it's fifty states, right? The ACA kind of brought that in. There needs to be an oral health uh, benefit, and that's been really good to make sure at least children are getting the care, regardless of their socioeconomic background. So that's good. But yeah, the, you get you know the teenager, and then you know they go out and start working or go to college, and <laughs> there's like this huge drop off. There's data to support it too. There's this big drop off, and so trying to encourage them to continue and see, and then it gets kind of crazy, right? Some of them may leave the house or if they go to college or they take a job or, or they're like, I'm out of California. I'm going to, and then they don't really reconnect with the dental community, you know, for a few years. So that's like this dangerous part. But we kind of coach our patients is like, OK, oh, great. You're you're going to college up in Oregon. All right. Well, we've got some resources up there. Make sure you talk to this dental school or whatever. And so we try and coach them. But you know, those, those are the young years in life are the invincible years. And, yep. and it's like, you know, why is that a priority? It doesn't hurt, you know? Exactly. Well, yeah. 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 Well, I'm very excited that, that you're doing this. Now the event is on Saturday, August 13th. It's at your clinic, which is the children's dental health clinic, but it's for all ages. So what is the first thing you want to tell people to do when, and how important this event is, and it's important to sign up early, correct? Yeah, so they do need to make an appointment since we're being kind of careful to limit it. Um, we can't do the big venue where it's just show up. So they do need to, to connect there. Yeah, just prepare, um, have have any list of medications, um, review, you know, your health questionnaires so that you're ready and prepared to answer those questions. We want it to be safe, but we're quite comprehensive in our health checkups. 
So yeah, bring any list of meds that you're taking and then um, and share any past experience we should know about. I mean, we talked about a couple of things and, you know, events and, and our, our treating doctors would certainly want to know if you had a rough time doing this or that procedure. So be prepared for that. Um, and then uh, just be prepared. It, it, it's a it's a it'll be a, a, a fun event. Uh, it'll be a caring event and it'll be a professional event. And so um, it's just a good group of volunteers. Um, many of them have done this since 2012. Um, and it, it's a it's a supportive event. And we're there for our patients. Well, I can tell that you're excited about it. And as from a person who's had a bad dental experience and dental health care and all that and trying to slowly find my groove back in it, it's great to see and hear your excitement about this and, and know that everyone there is volunteering because they understand the importance of dental health care. So I'm hoping that someone finds their good provider from this event. And thank you so much for joining. Uh, brush <laughs> twice a day, two minutes, twice a day, floss once a day, stay away from the sugary drinks, especially sodas. Okay, I got my, my, my two cents. <laughs> yes, no, but thanks I, so much, Jackie. I really enjoyed talking to you as well. Now, if you need free dental care, please stop what you are doing right now and make an appointment by calling 916-554-5923. It's very important that you make an appointment because there will be no day of appointment and waiting in lines will not be permitted. On top of that, to ensure the health and safety of everyone, a rapid COVID-19 test will be done regardless of your vaccination status before any treatment is provided. And if you can't make the event this Saturday, but you still need assistance with your dental care, you can still call the California Dental Association. Once again, that number is 916-554-5923. And if you're like me and you have an irrational fear of dentists, I hope the passion and care that you heard from Dr. John Blake will help you get over that and get you back on track with your dental health. If you'd like to learn more about the California Dental Association, you can visit them at cda.org. Thank you so much again to Dr. Blake for joining me today. Don't forget to get back in that dental chair. And remember, if you have to speak a word, make it a good one. Watch this. This, 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 this.